Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the Resurgent Podcast. My name is Robert Sherman. I am your host. I am also editor-in-chief over at resurgentmag.com. And let me tell you, I am so excited for this episode. Our guests, Aim Lower out of Westland, Michigan, pop punk band that is is making waves in our local scene right now. If you haven't heard of them yet, you're definitely going to, in, not even in the near future, but very, very soon. Travis and Steve from that band carved out a little bit of time in their Sunday to talk to me about what they're up to and and how they've gotten to the point that they're at right now. We had a fantastic conversation, um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. I did just want to talk a little bit about what's going on over at resurgentmag.com. And in case you've never been there, it is R-E-S-U-R-G-E-T-Mag.com. We are constantly updating the site with fresh content from shows being played from St. Andrew's Hall to the Crowfoot Ballroom to the Shelter to the Pike Room to Hot Rocks Bar and Music Cafe. And speaking of Hot Rocks, or if you know it by its previous name, The Ritz, um, we just posted a photo gallery by our lead writer and photographer Kaylee Howe. She was out at Hot Rocks for the fifth annual pizza show presented by CE Concerts. Um, I was actually supposed to go to that as well, but I got, unfortunately, I, I got ill, I got the flu, and I wasn't able to go. But there were pr- some pretty incredible Michigan bands that that hi- that headlined and highlighted that show, like Dethrone the Deceiver, um, Adventurer from Detroit, Carnus Immortalis, uh, just an a incredibly heavy death metal band that I enjoy. Of course, there were some non-Michigan bands on the bill like Awake at Last, Early Humans from Tennessee, Filth from North Carolina, Daisy Head, another band from Tennessee, one of my favorite smaller bands right now, Victims out of Illinois, and one band that I was just, I was gutted that I couldn't see come when he came to town is John B., also known as American Opera, um, born and raised in Michigan, currently resides in New York. Um, I, w- I, j- I was so excited to see him play, and I couldn't go, so I was so bummed. Detroit band Loser and hardcore band Lake Effect from Port Huron came in heavy, finishing out the the, the set of that night. Deathcore band Dweller from Livonia, which was their first show back from hiatus. And then ending out the night was uh, Sea of Treachery and Telegraph, which, if you don't know, Telegraph has the plot and use Landon Towers um, playing bass on their, in their band. It's a little bit of an electronic vibe. Um, but that was a fun night, I guess. I don't know. Kaylee told me it was, it was great. She has awesome photos up on the site of that show, so please go check that out over at resurgentmag.com. We also have a bunch of other photo galleries from Silverstein and Tonight Alive when they stopped by at the Crowfoot Ballroom architects counterparts and stick to your guns um and then also set it off in the gospel youth just over the last month over there on the site so please please go check that out finally let's get down into the conversation that i had with steve and travis of aim lower enjoy
So, uh, how's you guys' weekend going? Pretty good. Work, dude. Hard as work. How about you, man? Cool. So let's get down to business then. Um, so you guys are the vocalist and guitarist of Aim Lower. Yep. Yes. Sir. Where do you guys Where do you guys come from? Like, what city do you guys come out of? Go for it, Travis. <laughs> oh, we're from uh, Westland, Michigan. So. Yeah, we basically yeah we both kind of grew up in Westland. We've known each other for actually like quite a while. And it was literally just came from like childhood buddies, and then like ten years later, hey, you want to start a band? Like, okay, cool, let's check right out. <laughs> so when did that when did that conversation take place? Like, when did you guys finally decide, like, hey, let's make let's make this a thing, let's go for it? Probably around summer, late summer in 2015. Steve uh, came up to me at work one day. He was telling me stuff about what was going on in life, and he was like. I'm really getting back into writing music and stuff, and then it just kind of went from there. <clears throat> yeah, he makes it sound more special and stuff. I just was like, nobody will play with me, please, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is pretty much it. Yeah, just bad day, and then, yeah, just got back into writing. Trav, always been trying to start a band. Yeah, it's about, about it. We met up, and then it all went off from there. <laughs> yep, we uh, got together in my garage with just acoustic guitars and wrote our first two songs and then basically spent the rest of 2015 and early 2016 coming up with a set and playing shows. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's just go back a little bit further than that. So how did you guys start? Um, how did you guys start like in music? Like, is it like does it like run in the family or did you get your oh, like hey yeah. that looks that looks fucking cool let me do that like how did you guys both get started in in music? Yeah, I know. Like with me, with my dad, like just growing up, he'd always he was always jamming and stuff growing up. So I was always hanging out with him. I thought he was the coolest dude on earth. And so I think I was like I was in like fourth or fifth grade, and I was like, Dad, buy me a guitar. Like I'm ready. I'm gonna you know this is. This is my career. I'm doing it. And uh, I remember the first Christmas he bought me a guitar. I picked it up, and I was so stoked, and I was, like, so happy. And then I realized there was a thing called chords where you had to lay down more than one finger to play <laughs> the guitar. So I actually switched to bass for a couple of years until I got, you know, bored of that. But, yes, yeah, so I'd say about, like, uh, fourth or fifth grade, man, I just uh, I really started trying – do it myself, and then, you know, with Blink-182, you just learn those four chords, and then it was off from there. <laughs> kind, of, kind of similar for me. My dad had a guitar, and he played it for me, like, as a kid, and then he he died in, like, 96. I was, like, six years old. So the, that acoustic guitar was always, like, kind of just sitting there in the corner, gathering dust, always, like, a subject of curiosity for me, and then finally... And like when I was like twelve or thirteen, I finally picked it up and slowly started learning what to do. And it's always music's always been like it's always been there for me. <laughs> so absolutely, I feel like that's our. It's kind of like in in what I've experienced, the people I've talked to, it kind of sounds like everybody has that same kind of story. Like there's always that one person in the family where it's like, okay, they played music, so 
I'm going to play music. So it's, it's, it's usually like yeah. a funny issue, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and I was, go ahead. And I was <laughs> always like singing songs and acting like I was playing concerts and stuff as a kid. So oh, yeah. it was just, oh, yeah, it was always kind of like, I'm probably going to play music one day. Well, and I think, like, your mom was really trying to shift out your little Barbie phase you had going on. Yeah, so, that too. Yeah. Kind of trying to push me in a new direction. Yeah. And then once NSYNC broke up, I figured I had, you know, maybe it was trying time to man up and stop crying. So. <laughs> so, okay, so you guys you guys have been uh, in AIM Lower for, what's, we're talking about almost three years now? Essentially, no. uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I, I need to know where the name came from because it sound, kind of sounds like the Wayne State aim higher. Um, aim. Oh, <laughs> but I wish it was that. Like, I wish it was that like cool of a story. No, I don't, yeah. <laughs> my, our drummer was our drummer was in uh, a band in like high school probably like his senior year, called Aim Lower. So we just like the name, and we're like, let's just use that, because we're lazy yeah. and not very yeah. creative. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that sounds cool. Like, this isn't going anywhere, right? Let's just use that. So I was just, Until I was we can figure out a better story. I was just driving down, like, 75, and I saw Wayne State, like, billboard, and it was this was, like, a couple days ago, and it said Aim Higher, and I was like, took <laughs> that name and flipped it around. Did like a complete I, dude, I wish I wish we were that. Uh, I wish crazy. that was the story, but <laughs> I you guys, you guys that Yeah, right. That's, we did. That's gonna okay. be the story from now on. Yeah, we that's did. Good. Like, yeah, right. Um, you know, we're just driving down Wayne State in my sports car, like I usually do. Just got done watching the Rocky series, and I was like, "Hey, there's an epiphany. Aim higher." What was that? No, Matilda. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> So it started with you guys um, creating the band and whatnot, and then you guys obviously got more band members. So how did you meet them, get them in the band, and, and who are they and whatnot? Uh, our drummer, Brian, it's kind of a, the same thing as me and Steve. I grew up down the street from him, and we've always been trying to – I basically have – this is the first, like, full band I've ever been in because, I don't know, my musical uh, – Taste differs from like most of my other friends, so I've basically always been trying to. I've basically always been trying to get into a band with Steve and Brian, and it finally happened. So finally, that's Brian. Like, Fine, dude, just, yep. just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian, and then Brian is uh, actually original. He was an original member too. It was me, uh, Travis, and Brian. Yeah. Yep. That is the actual original aim lower, and uh, yeah, Brian just kind of. Yeah, he was adamant about like getting this together and then yeah like i said one day in brad's garage we had some acoustics brian had his whole drum kit and he had the mute on him because we're gonna be too loud because we're gonna hear it and then we're like brian honestly if you want to just record us and whatever ideas we have you can do that and maybe just hit the snare a couple of times but he stuck <laughs> to the rough times man he yeah he uh part of the original three so that's Brian's story, so I just probably hop on the other guys too. And then, yeah, how did uh, Well, we had another bass player, and he had to quit because he, he, he started working at Ford and his shift got switched, so he couldn't be in the band anymore. So I just put an ad up on uh, 
uh, Michigan Musicians, the Facebook group, and Nick answered it, and he's been in the band ever since. He answered in the news, man. He yep. answered in the prayers. Yeah, we had a show, I think, that week he joined, and he learned the whole set in a week, and he's been awesome ever since. Literally went through you can talk about, talk about Tyler. Tyler, yeah, Tyler basically, shit, he was just one day, he told me to play guitar, and he just joked around getting in the band, and I'm like, ha-ha, right. I think I said something mean, because I didn't think he was serious, and then like a week later, he's like, dude, like, yeah, I was serious, man. I was like, ooh, <laughs> like, that stings a little bit. So then we just kind of got to talking. Like, you know, I jammed with him before, and he uh, he ended up being a pretty good guitarist, and I kind of wanted to transition to uh, front man because I only, like I said, once I learned those cool blink chords, that was kind of, that was, I reached my potential on guitar. So, uh, you know, kind of needed another guitarist. So, yeah, I like Yeah, right. Slowly, uh, slowly transitioned him in, and he was a pretty good piece then, too. So, that's the five of us, right? I think that's it. Yep. And then your children. So your children are basically part of it. Front mid. Yeah, my kids are in the band, too. So. <laughs> a lot of times, with, like, front mid, you find that it's sometimes just the guy who can carry the tune, like, carry a tune the best. They don't necessarily want to be, like, the front mid, but, like, they have to because you guys don't have one. So that's definitely not the case in this band. You wanted to be the front man, so that's pretty like. I would say that's like a minority type thing, kind of. Yeah, it was. Just, it was definitely scary, dude. Like it wasn't like you know. I talked to Trav like when we first started the band. I told him like I always thought I always thought it was healthy to have like somebody who can engage with the crowd. And that's kind of what our music is just so much about involving everybody. And I was like, I, that's the first time I've ever, uh, just sang with the mic. I, you know, I came up through just a bass player and slowly worked my way up the, be- you know, the, the, the chain. And, uh, yeah, so it was actually pretty nerve wracking. I think my first show, I actually, was it five times I fell at Excellency? It was that a good five. At least. No, yeah, it was, no, it was three. It was three oh. at Excellency. It was five this past show. Oh, five. You know, oh, you, you, you overdid it quite early that night. <laughs> It was a long night, <laughs> long night in sheep beer, and that leads everything. But uh, yeah, and like I said, it was just cool. I always knew I wanted to get uh more involved with the crowd because it's so much fun to get everybody going. And I'm kind of just learning as I go, to be honest. <laughs> That's crazy. I I like I wouldn't be able to be a frontman. Actually, you know what? I probably wouldn't even be able to be in a band. That's why I no, write no. in quarterback bands because I'm fucking terrible at any kind of music <laughs> that I try to make. So I would I just kind of. My name Muller, dude. You're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I'll just I'll do this photography thing and call it a day. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I know the feeling, man. <laughs> cool. So you guys, uh, you guys just released your EP, um, what in January? Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Long story twelfth or something like that. I've been jamming it a little bit. I I like it. I I enjoy it. I unfortunately wasn't able to go to the release show. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the EP, the recording, what went into it. Um, you know, the challenges, etc., stuff like that. Typical, you know, music questions. Yeah, for sure. I can tell it was uh. The biggest challenge, honestly, at the time was um, before before this EP, I think total, we'd only had one member. Like, I 
we never really did this process before. Me and Travis, especially, like, we're just so much about, like, let's just make music and let's just do that, that, like, you forget there's all the, you know, the business part of it and all the hard work that goes into it. And, uh, you know, so we're jamming. And then we've been, we were trying to get it out. We, we were trying to find the right fit to record. And we actually ended up with two different guys, uh, Miles Carter and uh, Joe. How do you, I can't even try to pronounce Joe. He, he plays <laughs> drums. Yeah. He plays drums in the band Rumors, but he's yeah. brilliant. They're Great guy, honestly. And, like, our uh, EP was so bipolar that we were working with Miles or something, and he was doing great, but then we had this darker side, too, that we really wanted to kind of connect with another guy with that, you know, and uh, Joe, you know, came out, and it just clicked so well, so it helped us. But the EP, it was just, honestly, narrowing it down to six songs and trying to get the right fit, and, you know, that's, Kind of where long story short came, and we're like, we're just a couple broke, hardworking guys that this is all the money we have. We have all these songs, but we narrowed it down to our sixth favorite. And, you know, long story short <laughs> was the concept of the whole EP because we're trying to get this whole story about uh, a life in six songs, you know. So that's, you know, by the time the original as it gets, but. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty ambitious of us, too, because we wanted to do, uh, a semi-conceptual, like, concept-type album like with a whole story to tell in uh, an EP format. So that's mainly why it's called Long Story Short, because it's a whole story about a kid's life and, you know, all the turmoil that he went through and trying to rise above it, but we only had six songs to try to convey that, so... Long story short. Ah, uh, <laughs> of that. Well, I I enjoy it. I know I've I, a lot of the people in the scene are enjoying it. You're obviously catching eyes of some people um, because, well, and we'll talk about this later. But you are playing this month with Forever Came Calling and In Her Own Words. We'll talk about yeah. that later. But um, <laughs> let's go to the release show then. Obviously. You guys headlined that show at the Token Lounge, and you had, like, a bunch of cool Michigan bands like uh, Desire's Man-Eating Lion, Major Minor. Um, how was that night for you guys? Like, recording this EP, putting your putting yourself into it, and then, like, finally being able to play songs off of it and whatnot. How, how, did, how were you guys feeling that night? Oh, man. It was, it was a big deal. It was kind of, like almost surreal like we it was so much about just everybody honestly like you know all the bands that play with so much support to have you know desires who i know you know they've been working hard on doing their own thing and manny and lion and then our we got so many buddies from around the scene with the major mine already said rendezvous foiled it's just like everybody that played that night it was just everybody so cool sincerely. so it made it yeah sincerely sorry yeah my old buddies from couple bands I've been in and uh yeah it was it was really cool man it, it really felt like just kind of like a get together with a bunch of dudes like who fucking know each other and appreciate what we do together so it was, it was kind of a lot less pressure in that scenario but then you know you get the the <laughs> you get desires of man eating line playing before you and I ain't gonna lie it's a little intimidating when you got to go out there and try to one-up that <laughs> so Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't make it out. I was out of town on meetings for that, and I actually wanted to go. I had a ticket, um, but my friend 
our my, our other writer Kaylee went, and obviously we covered the show. So yeah, which we can't thank you guys enough. That's so cool. Like I said, anybody just to show up and just hey, you know, here's some free support. We can't tell you how much that means to us, and you know, just much we appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem. We're all about. I mean, obviously, like the Detroit and the. I got lost. Trav just got put back on. <laughs> there you go. You got lost in there. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we don't need him anyway. Screw you, Jones. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Sorry. Like I was saying, like the the Detroit and the, and the Michigan music scene, especially in our scene, is is like it's really cool because we have a lot of talented bands and a lot of. Uh, supportive people and I think that show itself just with the bands on that show um, I was pissed I couldn't be there just because I think that lineup for your EP release kind of like emphasizes that yeah for sure dude like we were so grateful to get everybody together and it was you know Travis usually doesn't book and he did a great job and then his wife you know I can't actually before that show we uh we actually ended up burning all of our EP CDs, and they took six stickers that we individually bought, or they actually individually bought from, was it Amazon or something? With our content. Yeah, all the yeah. cover and everything that we made the CDs out of. It was like purely DIY. It took us a couple hours. We have the stickers and little <laughs> envelopes to put the things in. We hand wrote all the track lists. And yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, to get back on topic, I'm super, yeah, it was, yeah. now it's like we're talking about holy shit, and that was crazy. Everything leading up to it, but uh, yeah, like I said, the bands, like you know, everybody was so cool. Everybody was so pumped about this show, and we were kind of surprised because we're learning who we are. We didn't really realize anybody knew who Aim Lower was, and to have the support of everybody like there, it was just it was so cool, man. The bands to play and everybody just be pumped for a great local show. To be honest. Yeah, it was a good turnout too because there was a snowstorm like the day before, so it was oh, kind yeah. of making us nervous. Yeah, <laughs> but we still had a good turnout, and so that was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Man. So then, uh, speaking about, we had touched on it like not even five minutes ago, but the show with uh, Forever Came Calling, obviously them coming back uh, and and whatnot, coming to our neck of the woods here. Um, you guys and Desires are actually on that show. Can you talk at all about how you ended up being on the bill for for that show? <laughs> I'll actually take this one because this one, it was kind of crazy, actually. We didn't even know Desires was on the bill. Um, but me and Nick, our bassist, we, my two favorite bands, like, for the last year have been Forever Came Calling and in our own words. It's just so relatable. And literally, like, you can just learn so much from what both of the bands have to say. And just the music's great. So me and Nick saw that Fusion had posted a, you know, hey, these guys, we need an opener for this show. And they didn't even release that Desires was playing yet, actually. And Nick had emailed the, uh, what was his name? I'm sorry, I think it might be Nick. I'm sorry, Nate. Fusion. Nate, Nate. sorry. I oh, God. There we go. <laughs> but anyways, so he messages Nate, say, like, basically saying, dude, this is mine and my vocalist is like, favorite two bands, please let us on this. Like, it means so much to us. And Nate was so cool about it. He was just like, you know, check this out. But he liked what he had. And he, this is actually our first Fusion show, so he kind of is, like, helping us out. And, like, 
uh, you know, try to figure it out on the way. But I can't tell you how pumped I am, like, just trying not to fangirl out, to be honest. <laughs> and then to find out Desires was, yeah, we find out Desires is, like, playing, like, what, a couple of days after we got on. So it was just like, wow, that's that's even better. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm stoked for that for that show. They've been putting out a couple of their new songs, Forever Came Calling, because I think they just came back, right? Yeah. They were on hype for a minute. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They, yeah, they kind of came back out of nowhere, it seemed like, with this whole EP, hard full-length, I believe. Yeah. The Retro Future. That was super stoked. <laughs> I felt like yeah, it was a fangirl out. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, a couple, just a couple last questions for you guys. We're not going to hold you here for an hour or anything, but um, <laughs> so, <laughs> long story short, we had talked about that. Um, what's the reception been from just people you've spoken with, uh, people that have jammed it, going over well? Everybody really seems to like it, from what I've heard. Yeah, I think we're getting some good response, which is it, it, it's beyond, it's crazy because like I said, me and Trav put so much work into it and it, it was something so much different. And then when you actually put it out there for people to, you know, critique, to judge or basically like, here's what we got. And for people just all around the scene, so nothing but love. We've got a lot of support from, you know, people we haven't met yet, people that we've, you know, played with. It's been kind of surreal to be honest that people listen to what we have to say and do. So. But, yeah, we've got gotten some pretty good feedback, you know, apparently. We're getting on this show, so I hope it's halfway decent, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say that, yeah, it would have to be – you can't make shit and then play with <laughs> Forever Came Calling, but – Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I keep I hoping, right? <laughs> I've listened to it. I've been listening to it since we were trying to get this whole podcast episode together. Um what what is your guys' favorite songs off of Long Story Short individually? Go ahead, Trap. <laughs> I'm thinking I was gonna tell you to go ahead. Oh, I'm going um, first. No, you go. Shit. You first. Okay, me first. Okay, I'll go ahead. Um, I'd say Better Days. Um, honestly, just because being a writer and a songwriter with lyrics, it's just so hard to convey, like, everything you feel and you see are just in one song. In Better Days, it's just really kind of, like, conveyed everything I was trying to, what I was feeling during that point of just kind of, like, the monotony of, you know, feeling the same, waking up and being the same thing. And you just not, not quite giving up, but just, like, God, you know, somebody help me out, give me a break. And just the buildup of it, and when Joe kind of took over and produced that, it is a little touch to it. I was, I was, I listened to it, and I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, <laughs> I'm proud of this one. So, yeah, I'd have to say Better Days. Uh, mine's probably a tie between the song Breathe and the song Worst Nights. But I'm probably leaning towards Worst Nights on this one. Um, just because the, the basic outline of that song is something that I wrote probably like six years ago and I think it was one of the first songs that I showed to Steve when we got together and then it just everything that I wanted that song to be is how it ended up coming out and then we got um we got uh Steve from Desires doing a guest vocal at the end he's doing some screens at the end and 
it's just epic and just a sweet way to end the album. I agree. So last question. Um, obviously, this the show, this the next show that you guys are playing is at the end of March. Um, do you guys have anything else coming up that we can look forward to going on April, May? I think we have a show coming up. <laughs> we have a show coming up in April and one in June. We don't have anything in May yet, but we're also about to shoot um, a music video for the song Breathe, so that should be coming out in the next couple of months here. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Uh, if we're, are, we, are we allowed to announce this show? It's kind of nothing. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty much focused right now on this next show and uh and the music video coming up but we do got a couple more shows after that but i'm not sure if they're ready to be announced so i don't want to just throw it out i'm not the booking guys no that's fine please don't get in trouble (laughs) (laughs) on on a local on a local magazine's podcast that's yeah don't don't we have a couple unannounced shows uh one in april one in june so other than that, this summer, anybody who feels like booking a semi-decent band, I, that's, you know, uh, hit us up. We might change the name to Aim Higher just out of, you know, think <laughs> a little better. Sounds good. Well, hey, guys, I appreciate you hopping on for, for half an hour, taking the, taking the time out of your Sunday, and uh, I'm excited to get this one out there. I'm excited to uh, meet you guys on, on the 29th and whatnot for that for that show. For sure, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Thanks so much for yeah, your thank support. You. So there it was, my chat with Travis and Steve of Aim Lower. I just one more time want to say thank you so much for those guys taking a little bit of time out on their Sunday to chat with me. Um, I was still feeling a little bit under the weather if the audio on this one is also a little screwed up, um, this time it wasn't wind. This time it was me um, struggling to breathe. So I was keeping my mouth away from the, the microphone. Um, so thank you for bearing with us on that. I am happy to say that I no longer have the flu. Um, I'm feeling much better. Um, again, yes. So thank you, Steve. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Aim Lower. We touched on it a little bit in the conversation, but they do have a huge show with the returning Forever came calling and in her own words up at the Crowfoot Ballroom inside the Pike Room on March 29th. I'll be there. Come say hi. Come see um, Aim Lower and fellow Michigan band Desires open up that show i am so excited for that forever came calling as as the guys were saying is one of those incredible bands that just kind of came back out of hiatus out of nowhere so that's going to be a great show and also please keep an eye open for future aim lower music shows like they said they're having stuff come up in april and may and maybe june um so just keep an eye out on those guys they're they're destined for some great things And now I would like to introduce who I am going to be speaking with for episode three of this podcast. I keep saying I'm so excited to talk to these bands and it's, I'm I'm just going to continue to say that I'm excited for it. Um, 
we have incredible talent in the Detroit, Michigan, Grand Rapids, Port Huron, Michigan, just Michigan area. This band is definitely no exception. A Year in New York. A Year in New York is a two-piece alternative rock band made up of Brittany Christoffel and Michael Miller. They are based out of Detroit, Michigan, and they have been making a name for themselves over the last couple years. They did play Warp Tour last year. They are just announced for Bloodfest this year. They are playing the 2018 Vote With Your Wallet at the Crowfoot and Pontiac um, as one of the headliners alongside Stories Untold, Lilac Lungs, If Walls Could Talk, and Brother Elsie. These, these two, this band, A Year in New York, are just grinding, putting their best foot forward, and I am so excited to speak with them next month. As always, I am going to leave you with a song from next episode's guest. This is the title track from A Year in New York's latest EP, Forget Me Nots, released in January of 2017. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Born in to see you this way